0: Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.
1: As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either.
2: Welcome along everyone to the Rugby Pass Podcast, this is The Short Ball with Scotty and James Viconi in with us today, no Millsy, don't know where Millsy's gone Jimbo?
3: You don't know? Don't know where he's gone. Surely he's gone somewhere nice, I'm sick of all the Instagram, Facebook photos of people in Bali and Fiji, they can piss right off.
2: Well today is July the 18th here in New Zealand anyway and yes most of our friends James are either sunning themselves in a Pacific Island or uh, on the powder this week
3: they're on the white powder down yep. and the, the upper white middle class holiday is, is big at this time of year to go skiing come back with an accent be a bit more plummy and yes. the way they speak instead of saying room they say rim mm-hmm. I'd like to rim with you <laughs> that's what <all> they say
2: <laughs> you've said that to me before actually
3: well, well I mean you're a good man to room with thanks very much
2: um, quarter final time and uh, the Chiefs playing the Hurricanes, a repeat of what we saw at FMG Stadium. Well, maybe a repeat of what we saw at FMG Stadium last Friday night. First things first, did the Chiefs blow this by not putting some of their best players on the park and maybe winning that game by 23 points with a bonus and then being at home this weekend where they have won 21 of their last 22 games?
3: So you're saying play Damien, rest him the next week?
2: No, I'm just saying play Damien full stop. Why does he need a rest?
3: He has to, I think. Why? But he's he's been that, that's been they've been told it's one of those. There were
2: other dispensations made for other players.
3: Oh well, oh, I know. Damien. I guess that's what they've done. They've 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 played by the rules and said you, you're going to rest. But anyway, look, it's, it, it's happened now. Uh, right, it has. It has. And right. I don't think uh, even though there was a chance, a sniff of them getting the twenty-four point victory, I think uh, what happened was probably. Uh, a fair result it was a cracking game, mm-hmm. and the great thing that the Chiefs will take out of it is the confidence they have in their pack now. Because if you go back to previous incarnations and clashes between these two teams, you know the Chiefs with those uh, with the creative subbing of props. Can you remember that back okay. in the Cape tin Okay, there's none of that anymore in this lineup. They're quite happy with who they're running with, and Mitchell Carpick, who's good on the carpet, he is the guy who probably could have started this week, but now of course you bring back. Uh, the number one guy, Sam Kane, Carpick's on the bench, and you've got no problem with your bench either. Maybe. No, well that's,
2: well, I don't think you could have put Kane on the bench because he's been out of rugby so long. I saw him on Friday night. He's lost a lot of condition. He looks like he's dropped about five kilograms, for starters. I mean, he's dropped a knee as well in the meantime, he so has. he's proposed
3: to his, his partner. Congratulations, yeah, Sam yeah, and Hattie.
2: Well played. Uh, but he comes back. I think that was the only place you could play him as a starter rather than coming in off the bench. Mitch Carpick last week was sensational. Yes, He was sensational
3: He was That was one of those uh, Performances where You know how he was the, the, the junior player Who everyone was raving about And then he disappeared For a while And they weren't quite sure um, He shaved off His amazing locks he did And when you lose That blonde hair Sometimes people don't Notice you as much You know And now he is back And that performance Was that big kind of like Hey just remember me uh, The guy who's Who's got it all? He's studying to do his law degree. He's a well rounded individual. He just won the Chiefs Manor Award for work in the community. Oh, what a man. Uh, he, he could marry my daughter at the, at the right age if he's, um, you know, if, uh, I mean, he is that sort of guy. He's you can't the guy
2: go arrange marriaging with Chiefs. This is, you can't do that.
3: You, I, you, I can do that. I know you actually, you can do that. Yeah.
2: I know because you're a Chiefs man. But uh, I mean, still, Mitch Carpick, of all the Chiefs.
3: Mitch Carpock is a son in law. I'd adopt Mitch Carpick. <laughs> I would. And in fact, I'm quite happy to go out and say, Mitch Carpick, uh, you when you're back in Auckland, come stay with me. I just want to be around you. I think you're a good bloke.
2: You can't know.
3: And his eyebrows move like a muppet. Yeah, as they well. do. Like, yeah, they, they, they do. They've got their life of their own. I just all want to once. see him speak. And he goes,
2: uh... <laughs> Okay, this isn't creepy at all. And uh, as we all know from listening to you for a long period of time, what is your line when it comes to stalking? It's not stalking. If you love them. Thank you very much. Yep. Mitch Carbeck will be on the bench alongside Jesse Paretti, which means a bit of a turnaround on the Chiefs and the loose forwards. Liam Messam at number 8, Sam Kane. Lachlan Boucher is another we need to discuss. He made a million tackles last week against the Canes. Lachlan Boucher to me, is the 1-7 that you should put a circle around right now yep. and say... It's, it's happening for you. It's happening for you in 2023.
3: That, that's that's what I think too with uh, Lockie. He's the guy who is uh, same size as McCaw, similar qualities to McCaw. You don't want to mention McCaw in the same him, especially twice. It's a real cur- curse. Three yeah. times it's even worse. <laughs> but he's got something there. Three times, there. Richie. I love you, Lockie. I do love him. But he's got something there that I think, if you look at players around um, the traps, he has just worked away at his craft. You know, you've know, you got to do that. Sometimes you can't just be the Rico Iwani sensation. There are people who are just plugging away doing those hard yards.
2: Got to have the hard, yard, hard yards. Hard yards. I'll tell you what else is great about Up last the weekend, and, and this is going to be a battle to savour again. Uh, Anton Leonard-Brown. I have a feeling Anton Leonard-Brown just shifted his defensive role slightly last weekend because he was chopping Nani Lamapi every time Lamapi got the ball. Anton Leonard-Brown seemed to be there or thereabouts. I think it was a defensive ploy. One of the best defensive efforts I've seen from Anton Leonard-Brown. They'll need to repeat from that, but they also welcome back Charlie Ngatai, so you get all of his organisation as well. And the Hurricanes have had to shift Geordie Barrett back into the midfield this week, which I think is problematic for them, and Wes Hurson. Is somehow alive and bracketed on the bench.
3: I know Hussen is back. Um, Hussen Source. He is. Uh, well, I actually think let's talk about Lamapi first. That midfield was very crowded on uh, the other night at uh, Waikato FML Stadium. And if you <laughs> can, they do that again in Wellington, though, no, because this is the thing. It was it was a wet track. There was just a little bit of extra pressure on. Yeah. I just feel at home. The, the, it's a different Nani.
2: It was a different Nani at home last the week before mm. uh, after that loss to the Brumbies and he came out against the Blues and absolutely tore them a new one. Uh, it was a, a really interesting turnaround performance because you thought that Nani had found his attacking groove and as had the Canes. And that's what we were looking for after that run of 10 straight wins. They just seemed to have lost their attacking mojo. So you thought against the Chiefs, here's an opportunity, go out there. Johnny Fauli, who hasn't started a lot of games, maybe not as a, a dominant presence as Charlie Ngatai, and yet, no way through, no punch.
3: Mm. Um, there's one, one positional change that you noted uh, when we were off air, and that was uh, Geordie Barrett in there at number 13. You don't like that, but I like it.
2: Yeah, you can like it as much as you like, but the facts speak for themselves. Yep. He's the best fullback in the Hurricanes, and his relationship with Bowden Barrett, when Bodie's playing 10 is more important as a 15 than it's going to be at centre and the, and the combination's better.
3: Do you think that's psychic? Do you think that when yes, one do. of them gets a knock, the other yes, one goes, I do. oh, yes, you I know, do. like the, the twin thing?
2: Yes, I do. Also, when Scotty Barrett gets a knock in a Crusaders game, they both feel it.
3: They both feel it. And, and Kane gets a headache from it. And they go down. They say, oh, <laughs> happened? Oh, Scotty, <laughs> Scotty, get back up. I can feel you. Um, I think the, the... Why do you... Okay, what, are, why you, do I like, are what, you
2: telling me that the best... Hurricanes team at the moment to play this game if, if Wes Hurston was not knocked into next week mm-hmm. on Friday night would he have started at centre in this game?
3: I don't know, but all I'm saying is I do like Geordie at centre for a couple of reasons. One, he's starting to use that big body of his. You know, we got a six foot six player there who was kind of Mr. Lanky for a couple of years, but he's gone away and he's he's had that milk straight from the vat. Uh, he's uh, he's non pasteurised. He's on his kombucha or whatever they're growing the drinks out the back there at the Barrett, in Barrett farm, and also not not shying away from Robin's lovely scones. The three ingredient scones. All you need is uh, grated cheese. Flour and Greek yogurt. It's That's I, it. That's it. It's a really good recipe. I think it's not it's Robin it's not Robin Barrett's. It's probably Joe Seeger or Annabelle Langbein or one of, the, one of the greats. That's a one of the
2: greats. that's a total cougar recipe that now um So
3: and also I was just gonna say his passing. I think he's the best passer of, of the ball in rugby. I've got an
2: Geordie. issue around Geordie Barrett's height at centre. Okay. And don't get me wrong, we know he's tall. But you are coming up against guys who are much shorter and we have seen already this season that Geordie Barrett rushing out of the line can get a bit high on his tackles. Yes. There are going to be cards in this quarter final. If last week was anything to go by, the body count was higher than the score line there are going to be some hits and misses in this, in this quarterfinal. That,
3: that's actually a very good reason probably not to play them there because you know if you are worried about that, the intensity of the game, one slip up, and um, i tell you what, those tackles that don't seem too bad in real time, once they get those wonderful Sky Sports super slow-mos on them, they look <laughs> devastating. Totally incriminating, aren't they? Sky?
2: Rugby should not be refereed in slow motion. No. We're going to get on to Sanzar on the short ball today because uh, they've come out swinging too, and we'll explain why in just a moment. Uh, Hurricanes, to me, the, the matchup here, I think it's the marquee matchup of the entire quarterfinal series, is going to be Damien McKenzie coming back oh. against Bowdoin Barrett. Yeah. Now, I spoke to Damien McKenzie last week before the game. I said, on a scale of 1 to 10, how badly do you want to be out there playing this game? He said 11. Wow. So yeah, I know that they've got to deal with their rest weeks. I think the rest weeks are... Uh, I think they undermine Super Rugby. Now, I'm sure the All Blacks will always get their own way. Of course they'll always get their own way. They're the biggest show in town. No one's going to argue with the All Black coach and what he wants. That's fine. But you undermine the integrity of the competition. We're in a final round game in a local derby which we always say are the biggest games for New Zealand fans, you take away your number one, first five, you put his brother in there who's hardly had a start this year and expect mm. him to perform the same miracles. It was unfair on Marty McKenzie, it was unfair on Damien McKenzie who wanted to play the game and all because of another team that's not even involved in this contest. Yeah, That's rubbish. That's rubbish.
3: But it, it happens. That's it, the way of the world. It's the reason Shouldn't why. Be. It's the reason why the Crusaders succeed. They've got so many All Blacks. Thirteen, if you're being even conservative. Ten in the last um, All Blacks uh, squad, and that's not including obviously Israel Dagg, who was out, and there was another injury too. So you know, these are guys are frontline players, and the reason why they survive is because when they have to rest players, it's hey, it's okay. We've got nine other All Blacks. It's fine. That,
2: that's exactly right. It's Chiefs fine. don't.
3: And there, yeah, the Chiefs don't. And we've always um, run on the sniff of an oily rag. We're just a ragtag team. So Misfits. On, Someone dog. should make a Hollywood movie you about that. G-
2: you are totally pulling the underdog tag here, aren't you? Well, the total Literally. underdogs. They're underdogs in this game.
3: Run the numbers. Who's on a maximum um, NZRU contract in the Chiefs? Sam and Brody? Possibly.
2: But I'm not worried about it. All Blacks aren't the ones winning Super Rugby titles. You've got a squad of 38 blokes.
3: Yeah, that's it right. Come down to just the All Blacks. Well, I mean, it. you're saying the Crusaders aren't the favourites without their with their 13. The Crusaders All
2: are the favourites. They're the top mm. of the table by some yeah, distance. Yeah. But I get your point you're yeah, yeah. But I want to get back to this matchup. Okay. Bowden Barrett needs a big game. I think this is the game and this is the matchup where a guy like Bowden Barrett says, "I'm going to put you back in your box." Yeah. just package you up. Just.
3: He's quite. You could put Damien time. in a little box. You, you could put him in a you really could, small. You box. could put him in a little trunk, and you could just tuck him away. And you could put him in your in your hand luggage. I reckon mm-hmm. he, you, if you had one, of the ones. You know how some people cheat with the hand luggage. They've got it's way too big, mm-hmm. and you go, that's not hand luggage. But if there's a reason because Damien's in there. I don't know. That's a bad example. I think he's like a four dollar fifty courier post box,
2: mm. not the big size. That you put dead bodies in when you're shipping them around the country, no. but the smaller size. He would have to have the children.
3: flexibility of one of those Mongolians from Cirque du Soleil, like that's what we'd be asking of Damien. But he's got everything else. When you look at um, the how far he's come this season, because he's been such a project, you know, first year really playing first five. He's had a <laughs> he's had a, um, a great All Blacks test under the roof. Yes, um, just that one that we, where he's just got over the. That was a pretty good all-blacks test. I thought that was a great all-blacks test from Damien. And um, on, and so he's, he's grown and grown with the Chiefs. Now, Bowden, however, seems to me like the alpha male. He'll be smarting from last week, throwing that intercept pass a bit telegraphed. Brad Webber read that all day. Mm-hmm. So you think Bowden Barrett won't um, summon his inner Conrad Smith, who is kind of like that guy, the ghost of Conrad Smith, the most competitive man on, in the world. He still lingers in that culture of that team, mm-hmm. and I'm sure Bowden will be taking it personally.
2: I'm, I'm so looking forward to that matchup. I'm just going to go. You mentioned Brad Weber. I thought he was sensational last Friday night. The TJ Piranara thing concerns me a little bit because if Brad Shields is not in this team, he's likely to be given the skipper's armband. I think, and and I love this kid. And speaking of competitive, I think that would be the worst thing for TJ Piranara having to captain the Hurricanes in this quarterfinal because he's a yapper because he's so competitive <laughs> yeah. because he wants to question every decision because it means so much to him. Sometimes you need as a skipper just to be able to step back, calm down, get into it. But you're asking a guy who's right in the mixer all the time, who's aerobically screwed to then try and have a dealing a deal with a referee and I think that's really tough on him. I really do.
3: Who ideally if um if you're going the way of modern rugby, you'd be subbing your halfback at the at the right time. So really you are Uh, I guess if it's a tight game, your your captain is most important in that final quarter. Is he going to play that final quarter? Um, Look, I just think that when you look at that star quality um, in the Hurricanes, it's whether their forwards can function. They didn't really do that for them the other night in Hamilton. So can the Chiefs just keep on going? Um, Sam is back. He's just got engaged. Just imagine his nostrils will be flaring. It'll be a great time. From
2: the engagement?
3: Yeah. Just excitement. Yeah, that's really Fleared true. Flea nostrils.
2: Jeff Tilmung-Allen brings up 100 Super Rugby games as well, so something to celebrate for the Hurricanes. I think it's great that they've got another milestone to bring up to here and someone who's been a great team man for them for a long period of time. We switch our focus now, though, Jimmy. final weekend to the Crusaders taking on the Sharks. I like the Sharks. They're a limited rugby team, but they do wonders with what they do.
3: They... Have impressed me this season. I, I actually enjoy watching Sharks rugby. It, it feels like it's a return to the the Halcyon days. The Ter Blanche, the Joubert.
2: Andre Joubert. Andre
3: Joubert, what a runner. Your mum met Andre Joubert. Yeah, remember? he did.
2: Actually, we spoke to him on a radio show once. <laughs> right, Andre Joubert, he gave us a call. Amazing. What a
3: gentleman. Part of the original member of the Handsome Man Club as he well, Andre Joubert.
2: And a massive, Hugh Bladen was a great. Fan Hugh Bladen, Sh-
3: Joubert. <laughs> Probably not playing in the same game. It doesn't matter. Um, I think that uh, Joubert, I mean, no, he's not playing. No. I, I think that the, the Sharks back line, somebody there has, has, is kicking it at old school and just saying this is how we play in Durban and we're going to carry it on. And, th- and that's the big threat for the Crusaders, really.
2: The Crusaders have outkicked most teams they've played this year. Yeah. And the only two losses they've had are when they've been outkicked by the opposition. The Hurricanes outkicked them. The Highlanders outkicked them. The Sharks are a big kicking team. In fact, no one kicks more than the game. Robert Dupreer, Jean-Luc Dupreer. This is a team that has throws the fewest passes per game this season, the Sharks. And yet, Jean-Luc Dupreer leads all comers and offloads this season. So even though they don't try a lot out wide, they're still making a lot of metres through the middle and then looking for the pop ball. And when you've got guys like Koo and Bosch who can run off you mm. and you've got big ball runners around the rest of that pack – I think that they're a team that can trouble the Crusaders if they find a way to attack the heart.
3: And that's the, the the thing, I guess. I mean, from what I've seen, it's mainly highlights reel of the Sharks, and I've really enjoyed the tries they've scored. If you if you consider one of the great, because they've got great ball running um, loose forwards, as you mentioned, uh, one of the great tries against the Crusaders this year was Sam Kane uh, running about forty five meters, was it, to to dot down. If they can get um, in behind there, that's where the, the danger lies. I think for for the Crusaders, that um and well, you know the players better than me, but they've shown that they can do that.
2: They have. I I, I mean, I still I'm backing the Crusaders. I don't think the Sharks are going to come here and spring an upset on AMI Stadium. I, I just mean to say that that this is a a real a, a chance for their staff to come up with a genuinely clever game plan. They won't take them in the midfield. The Crusaders. I think Crotty and Goodhue have been a vault there. They're not going to take them out wide, I don't think, with Bridge and money value operating the way they did last week. Uh, their one option is to kick and kick well, play for territory, because very few teams have been able to pressure the Crusaders territorially this year. It's been the Crusaders who are able to turn the tables, get down the other end, go to line-out. 17 tries the Sharks have scored from line-outs this season, 34 the Crusaders.
3: How good is Richie Moana as well? Wow, just a, a great Moana. Sorry, he, he's such a such a good player and um, and so much pace as well. That's something we've sort of only just started to realise, but or I have anyway. Um, the, the the one thing I think is that if you look back to the last time the Crusaders had a defeat of note, um, it was the Lions, wasn't it? Last year they might have they've lost one one or two this year, but I mean the Lions. The British and Isles, the British and Irish lions came mm. came over, beat them with the box kick, high, the, box kick, the mm. high ball. Maybe that's the key if it's a, if it's a cold, old, um, windy, wet night. Maybe that's going to put it in the air.
2: And uh, if David Harvey is playing at fullback, whether they go through Israel Dag, I'm not entirely sure. But five weeks ago, six weeks ago, you would have peppered Harvey with high balls, but he's mm. got better. I think he went away and realised that I'm, you know, I couldn't catch cold at the moment. In fact. Halfway through, one game, I think against the French Barbarians, where he had dropped a several. He walked in at half time, and said, I've got to fix this. It stops now. Yeah. And I don't think he's maybe dropped one since. So they certainly shored that up. The one thing I love about the Crusaders and the way they're playing at the moment too is the impact that Ronan Agara has obviously had around their set-piece strike. They are scoring some of the prettiest first-phase tries you will see ever at the moment off line-out ball, off scrum. Man, they have come up with some moves. He's got the Henry Winkler playbook, yeah. Ronan O'Gara.
3: He he's a, a tactician. We're talking about the Fons there, Henry Winkler? Yeah, him in the waterboy, the playbook. Oh, I the playbook. Yeah. Um, look, I, <laughs> I tell you what, um, uh, the one great thing about Ronan O'Gara that I've heard is that he wanted to bring back the spiral kick, and I think, good on you, Ronan. Yeah. It never never dispense with it altogether, because how many kicks have we seen charged down recently? It's an abomination, really. Should never get a kick charged down. And in the end, you've got to adjust for for the charges you realize they're coming for you so you can't go through your perfect uh, mechanics of okay this is the drop punt just spiral it out of there yeah spiral it the hell out of there get rid of it
0: here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.
1: As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply.
2: When was the last time you saw a spiral? In a game of Super Rugby, a genuine spiral kick.
3: Carter used to do it quite a bit, mm. so maybe a couple of years ago. It's um, a long time
2: without a spiral.
3: I'm sure Damien's done one. I think he doesn't mind a spiral. I just oh,
2: mind you, Stephen Petullo did one, but it was wrong. He was trying to banana kick it into touch, and went oh, the right. other way. But yeah. I mean, there's a. Great metaphor for the blue season in general. Are you going the Crusaders here? Can you see them being topped by the Sharks at all? Long way to come for the Sharkies.
3: I'm going Crusaders. Uh, naturally, I'm, I'm going Chiefs, but I'm, I'm kind of worried about the, the the Canes just because of their pedigree. Um, so you Chiefs and I think Crusaders will win that one.
2: We go across to Sydney, uh, where the Waratahs got uh, upped by the Brumbies in their final game. Uh, therefore, meaning they are unlikely to host a semi-final, they can't really. Um, well, that's that's got to be frustrating for Daryl Gibson. That's a Waratahs team that should have put the Brumbies away and put them away comfortably if they really wanted to stamp their finals credentials on this tournament. Yeah, they're going to host the Highlanders who they defeated, but remember they defeated the Highlanders who had Tavita Nabura red carded and Aaron Smith Sinbin, so they pretty much played a thirteen or fourteen man Highlanders team for the majority of that match. Yes, they should know that, and the Highlanders, I think. Just got something of their mojo back in their run home against the Rebels last weekend. I was calling that game, and for a while there, you thought to yourself, man, there is zero gas left in the tank, all the changes, young guys coming through, but they just looked as if they had no energy. Then all of a sudden, a Naholo doing Wysocki Naholo things. Uh, Kane Hamilton, I thought, deputized really well for Aaron Smith. Tay Walden made 18 tackles in that game at second 5-8 and three jackals. He was amazing. So maybe, just maybe, there's life in the mongrel yet.
3: And also, the Hollanders can consider themselves lucky. I mean, you're, you're playing a Waratahs team that does seem a little out of sorts. Um, so, you know, the, the, are they even the best Australian team at the moment? Is it the brown bears? Is is yes, yes, yes. So maybe it is them.
2: Well, they're not there. No. So the Tars are there. The Tars have got Folau. We know what Falau can do. They've got Beal. We know what Beal can do. Still no Michael Hooper. Michael Wells has been a loose forward. Largely gone unnoticed in this competition. Maybe it's just the New Zealand bias. We've got so many loose forwards that we talk about here. But Michael Wells has been a beast yep. for the Waratahs. And again, I think just as it is for the Sharks, if the Waratahs want to win this, they've got to bash the Highlanders up. It's a team you need to – it's like – it's like a steak. You've got to just give that a little bit of tenderizing yep. before you try and do your filet things and your bill things. Then your salt bathing? Yeah, you salt bathe it. it. You got to salt bathe the highlanders, yep. just like that. And, and, then,
3: and then, chuck it in the, the grill. Sizzle. Then the sizzle. Then the sizzle. That. Yeah, it's a good it's a good ploy that. I um I wonder as well. Uh, just looking at you, bring Smith and Smith back. Um, mm-hmm. Auto glass. Yes, yeah, auto glass, and um obviously the Smiths. The, these charming men mm. uh, don't make me sing again,
2: but' it's a yeah, and it's
1: a,
3: it's like, The Smiths come back, and um, that was a guitar riff by Johnny Martin. Anyway. Hey, um, look, uh, they come back, but the thing is is that if you um, you're bringing th- I think Aaron Smith has been arguably the best player on the comp for most of super Rugby, certainly the most influential. Those Some of his passes are just as, as good as a line break. Way, way better. So, anyway, so you bring him back. Ben is just. Ben from Accounts is next level when it gets to this time of the year. Uh, and Waisaki running the other day, just blitzing it. That reminded me of the day that I went to Eden Park years and years ago and I saw Joely Vendere for the first time live. Yeah. And it was like. Um, an Optical illusion. How can he be running that fast when he's that big? Yeah, he's that big. Yeah, what the hell's going on? So, of
2: all the Wasaki things in that game, the tackle he made right at the end on Jack Maddox to save the game that to me said everything you need to know. How good and how good. Yeah, see, that I think that would have done more for the Hondas than anything else. Here's your star, your out and out superstar on the field at that time who has made the clutch play in the close and. Honestly, oh, they would have been fizzed up about that. Yeah, yeah. That Aaron Major, be, yeah. Glenn Delaney, all the boys, Clark, Gumerdy, Mark Hammett. That would have been the one play they said to their fellas, "That's that's how you do it."
3: Exactly, and there's not there's only a few inches difference between uh, Waisaki's tackle and Johnny Foley's, but Waisaki got it right, so right. <laughs> exactly. they're, they're, um, and also, it, it, it destroyed them so much that they ended up fighting each other. Uh, later that night. Well,
2: yeah, we need to, we're need we going to do that on our news wrap on the short ball in just a moment's time. We do need to cross across the, the Lions. Hawares. Yes. I'm, I'm wrapped for the Hawares, although, again, another team that really blew its chances. Imagine if this was in Buenos Aires. Oh. It could easily be in Buenos Aires. I mean, 40,000 people at uh, the Estadio. Behind the cage. Ooh, it, it just would have been very different. I like what the Hawares have done this year. Agustin Crevy is obviously their tellers' man. Guido Petty has been an outstanding form at lock. You've got uh, guys like uh, Emiliano Buffelli, who scored, I think, 10 tries this season. Took a let, may, may not be playing in this game. Sanchez. There are players across the park you can really get behind. That's what I like about the Hawaris. It's been, a, it's been an outing.
3: The Shadow Pumas, uh, of course, as they, they could be known. What I like about Creevy is that when every, every time he gets subbed, he always gets subbed around the hour mark, doesn't mm. he? And he is always annoyed, but he also looks like he can't walk anymore. Mm which is kind of good. So normally a maybe, player...
2: Maybe that's why he's annoyed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Damn it, I can't walk
3: again. Yeah, so creepy, um yeah, I, I I do like their style. They're, they're the ones who, you know how a new trend will come along, like the, the offload, okay? Let's say the offload's been around for, for a while now, but then they'll just do them in ridiculous spaces. That's you right. can, it's a real... Uh, David Copperfield dynamo offload where? Where the hell did that come? That comes straight out of his <laughs> anus, that one. I mean, I can't work it out. What the hell happened?
2: Shooting offloads like ping-pong balls. That's yeah.
1: right.
2: They are. I, uh, I do wonder if uh, the Hawaiis uh, are going to meet their match here I or I, I meet their maker. I suspect they will. Mm. The Lions having Malcolm Marks back, Warren Whiteley back in the mix as well, Ross Cronje. They've got Elton Yankees who we know can blow hot and cold, but, boy, when he's hot, he's hot. Their wingers have been in sensational form. They've scored the second most tries in the competition. At altitude, th- this is a hard ask for the Hawaii's.
3: It's it's the Lions' uh, game to lose, really. And, and they're, they're the hard luck story. If you consider that red card in the final last year, they say you've got to lose the final to to win one. Well, they've lost two now. Is that right? Yeah, they've lost the two. And so I I actually want them to, to do well, the Lions. They, they seem to be the team that have... Yeah, I do want the mm. Lions to do well. Yeah. They, they play a great style and all those guys have have stepped up to the mark when you th- see how far and to the marks in fact when you think about they the have Malcolm. stepped up to the marks yeah they
2: have it's great to have Warren Whiteley back I, I think Franco Mostert has been one of the players of the season as well having marks back at this time of the year is everything for the Lions even last week you know he's only fresh back from a massive hamstring injury sustained against the Hurricanes and there he is leading the team in carries again yeah that, that's the sort of bloke you want and Warren Whiteley is without dispute one of the all-timers he's just such a champion man so Having those players all back at this time of the year, I think it's a lay-down for the Lions, this one. I really do. As much as I'm a... The, the Hawares are my jam, man. I yeah. really love them. But it's it's not going to happen for them.
3: Yeah, me gusta los Hawares uh, tambien, but it's all about the Lions. I can't speak Afrikaans, sorry.
2: Oh, I okay. can. Now, let's uh, go straight to a bit of a news wrap on the short ball to finish up today. First of all, the Amanaki Mafi, Lapiti Tamani situation. I called that game, I'd heard some rumours that Amanaki Murphy wasn't a very popular member of that team. Oh. Uh, not a great decision maker, bit of a hunger, obviously when you've carried the ball 250 times in a season. I think that much is pretty clear. The thing about Amanaki Murphy in that game, because I hadn't heard this until the week leading into last week's game against the Islanders. And, and you watched him in the game, he was consistently bagging his teammates. Yelling at his team, but it wasn't encouragement. It was always a look around to say, "What are you guys doing? Come on, clean out, do this, do that," and and I thought to myself, "I haven't seen that in professional rugby in a very long time." No, it was it was literally senior B's club footy stuff, where a guy's been dropped down and is trying to, you know, get everyone to come along because he's too good for this team. And I noticed that I I didn't expect that would then lead on to smacking out his teammate. Both of them fined fifteen thousand dollars or so, and uh, Amanaki Mafi uh, still on bail from the New Zealand courts he'll head away next year back to Japan but how does this affect his Japanese contracts because they don't take too kindly to guys with criminal records if indeed he is uh, convicted of uh, injuring with intent to injure
3: I know it's. Uh, and also he was the only one who had to show up in court as well so that may sort of because it, it, I mean if it was just a straight out fight then you'd say okay boys maybe you just have to Kiss and makeup, kiss and makeup, front the media, but really to let it go that far says to me that there's, um, yeah, he was probably unpopular to get to, for it to end up that far because yeah, we've seen um, the two black eyes as well um, f- from um, from Tamani, yeah, he must have clobbered him, absolutely, well, allegedly, yeah, so. Um, that's, it's, it's not looking too good there. I was just going to say, it reminded me of, uh, there was two Newcastle United players, Lee Bowyer, and I was about to Google the other one, sorry. Um, my soccer football knowledge should know that. But they fought together on the field, yeah, in that's a, great, and, and in, yeah, in a game. Yeah, that's and, I, and so that's I the can next get step. behind that. That's the next I, I step. can get
2: I can get behind that. Yeah, just, if you're going to do it, get it over and done with. You know, we've got the Blake Gibson, Rico, Yuani incident already this year. Kieran Dyer was the Kieran guy Dyer,
3: with. Lee Boyer, Boyer, and Kieran Dyer fought in a game. Both got red carded. One got sent off. So t- teammates, yeah.
2: The West Horson uh, scenario is interesting to me. Last week, as we mentioned earlier, knocked into next week by that Johnny Foley shoulder in the face. He's been bracketed this week. Now, I'm not going to disagree with the medical staff at the Hurricanes here, but the guy failed his HIA on the night. It was a very public smashing Mm -hmm. that everyone's seen the vision 100 times and it's pretty sickening to watch. Now, Johnny Foley made that decision in a very split second and it was a bad decision and he injured a guy in a game. Now you've had all week to look at a guy, evaluate the injury, evaluate the optics for want of a better term around this and you still put him as a bracket on the bench Is I'm I'm uncomfortable with this I want to see Wes Wilson play I don't want to see him not play but by the same token I saw what happened to him last week it's horrible and when are we going to have some mandatory stand downs in professional rugby it's, it used to
3: be three weeks in amateur rugby do you know what
2: it? man I'll just and I just say this if you're going to paint Johnny Foley as the bad guy as the Hurricanes themselves did through their social media account, and their CEO did, calling him "quote unquote" a loose cannon. Then, what are you doing, even considering playing him this week?
3: How many times has what, Johnny what, Foley been um, suspended? By the way, once before. So he's not, made, it doesn't he's made really make hits. him a loose loose cannon. Look,
2: he's got a particular style about the way he tackles. He's put on some great shots. Most of them that I've seen have been pretty legal. That's a look. You know, he he hits hard. He hits hard. I mean, that's. your great hits hard. My point is, my point is this. Uh, you know, what sends the worst message? The guy who does that in a split second, or then uh, an organisation putting this guy back in the field a week later? What sends a worst message to people considering whether or not rugby should be the option for their children?
3: I know what you're saying, and everybody watching and listening knows, knows what you're saying, but um, I guess you just, we've got to trust the medics. Unless, of course, the medics are a bit like Dr. Nick from The Simpsons. <laughs> hey, everybody! <laughs> Concussion is just in the main <laughs> well, I don't so, know. Yeah.
2: I'm not look, I'm not. I'm, and I'm certainly not here to try to discredit any of the medical staff involved. I'm just I'm saying, you know, we we talk about concussions as if everyone's taking it seriously. No, they're not.
3: By the way, they're I do not. I do a bit of Monty Burns than a than Yeah, I do you do. I've heard you Monty Burns. Yeah.
2: It's fine. Anyway, we'll park that for one moment. West Wilson may or may not play. I don't know. The the rest will be uh, up to other people and, and up to Hussan himself. Finally, Sansa. Sanzar have come out and said uh, they want to see the television match official situation cleared up with the referee making more decisions. So let's first start with what Sanzar is. Sanzar is a front for the South African, Australian and New Zealand rugby unions mm-hmm. uh, with a little bit of Argentina sprinkled in the mix. Yeah, salt bait. So technically, Sanzar have now got together and the coaches of the Springboks, the Wallabies and the All Blacks have got together and said we need to clean this up. So Sanzar, through Andy Marinos, have now said yes, let's clean it up. We're taking it to World Rugby. This is obviously the unions themselves saying, let's sort this mess out. Okay, now that that's out of the way, does it need to be sorted out?
3: Yeah, I, I get where they're coming from. Uh, my enjoyment of rugby uh, isn't necessarily affected by the, the. Uh, I was going to say VAR, I've been watching too much soccer, sorry. you watched a lot of TMO. soccer <laughs> I, I'm happy for the TMO to come in and meddle a little bit as long as, the, as long as the call is correct. You know, I don't. I think if it's eliminating a little bit of skullduggery, and um, I saw a high shot the other day from a clean out. I can't remember what game it was. Was it the Reds? Somebody made a tackle and then went in with the, with a really, like, a vicious sort of clean out. And it was, it was a card all day. So I it was don't. Was
2: Jerome Kanall on Scott Higginbotham in the Blues Reds game?
3: No, it was a different Early one. Early in the game? Oh, right. No, no. This was. Um,
2: well, well, I'll give you another example, Mitch Carpick on Brad Shields just this weekend.
3: Yeah, yeah. So look, it's it's there, there are there are examples where when the the TMO is called upon, it actually does, I guess, send that message that you know you've got to do things right. But I reckon way before that, if they'd clean clean up some of the um, uh, that tackle area, how wide that meter is seems to vary wildly. Yep. You know, so there's people getting cleaned out who are just. Randomly standing by, and they get some (laughs) shoulder to the head that's not even counted for anything. So, you know, like it's like, but I thought it was a meter. How wide is this meter gap that you're allowed to clean out from? So that's that's one. And then obviously scrum resets, which have improved a little bit, I guess, but you can still, on certain games, and I remember you commentated one when you almost made light of the fact that, hey, five minutes later, five minutes in counting, we're still, and when you, I mice go through that game and went, what's happened? Is the, has the, the, the the times 30 fast yeah, forward yeah. broken, or no, yeah. it's, a scrum it's a scrum in the same place reset. for five yeah. minutes.
2: Yeah, <laughs> what was interesting though, it's everyone goes to the TMO and say the, the on field referee should be making the decisions, right? But then each week, the on field referee is making different decisions. Mm. You can't just hang the TMO out to dry. I know a lot of people have talked about Ben Skeen and his involvements in the games. Do you know what? He can't help it if he's, if he's TMO in a game where there's a lot of shit going on. Mm. He's got to get involved. He's got a mandate to do that. In the same breath, Chris Hart, who made his debut as a TMO in the Highlanders rebels game, didn't get involved at all. He yeah. had one decision to make, which is about a forward pass, one make uh, about a grounding over the trial, and he had one look at both, made the call, job done. That's fine. But the stakes get higher the higher you go up the chain. And the reporting structures for these referees back into their referees' bosses get more complex the higher you go up the chain. And if you don't make decisions in games, you're marked down for that. So we have to go back and look at the referees themselves, how they're being adjudicated, how they're being trained, how they're being judged by their own people. First of all, Mike Fraser on the weekend in the Hurricanes-Chiefs game blew six penalties for leaving your feet at the breakdown. That's right. And I haven't seen any all year
0: long.
3: No, that was – and it seemed so to be his week, thing. right? A, a week theme before of the, the day. That's
0: right. So a, a week before the, the
2: playoffs, you got a referee who's suddenly gone – and, it's, and again, no disrespect to Mike, he obviously may have been told to clean up the area or maybe one of the coaches said so. But also but, in the
3: conditions as well. Right. I mean, try and... So now
2: you've got the messiest area of the game where all of a sudden you're getting five, six penalties in the game for things that go on in every game and no one's penalised.
3: Yeah, yeah. I know, <laughs> and uh, I've, I've actually got uh, sympathy for, for the referees, but I think if they did clear up those areas, I think, you know, breakdown and scrum in particular, I think for scrums, to be honest, the, um, your touch judge should be allowed... Your assistant referee should be allowed on the field, and it don't, I don't care how far they have to run. But if you're only referring one side of a scrum, mm. then you're not actually referring the entire scrum. So I reckon that assistant referees should be allowed on the field for, for scrums. I've said that for a while.
2: Oh, well, I think assistant referees should have a more mandated role to yeah, play. That's and, right. and I, you know, this is only the 10th year I've said that,
3: but they're the same qualified you know, player. Of I mean, uh, referee, referee, yeah.
2: But, but give every single AR the same job in every single game. Mm. And you will start to get consistency of decision-making and consistency of assistance for the referee.
3: Yeah. And, uh, I mean, there are things, uh, I guess, rugby, we, we've we've called back forward passes a lot now because, I mean, I think in league they don't let you do that. So there are certain things, I guess, in rugby that we've uh, clamped down on in the sport and and yet they're still leaving what I'd say are the glaring problems of the sport mm. where the, the for the uninitiated or people who haven't watched rugby f- before, they go, what's the problem here? This breakdown is a mess. It's crazy. It just looks like a massive orgy where everyone's trying to hurt each other. Mm-hmm. And then they've it's got scrums. It's not my kind of orgy. No, no. Nobody wants that orgy. And then um, not even the Romans. And they were into some freaky shit.
2: Vomitorium. Yeah,
3: yeah, that's right. Yeah, vomitorium. So, uh, and then you've got the scrums, which, let's be honest... Just try and sort that out. You've got three trained referees out there. Get around that scrum. Yeah, You're not needed anywhere else, really. Yeah. So and the,
2: the finally on the short ball today, so this is what frustrates me with the timing of this. Sanzar have now come out because they've all had a meeting in Singapore, because Sanzar, and a week before the finals, you're talking about clipping the TMO's wings. What are all the TMOs going to be thinking throughout the finals? Don't get involved or... Stick to my
3: knitting. So who we got? Is it Skeen and Ayuba the ones who quite often go, "Hey, uh, Jacko, let's go have a look at this." Is it? They, they like to get in there, don't they?
2: They got to, they've got to get in there. But the, again, I go right. back to the point where that's their mandate, they've got a mandate to look at foul play. Mm. James, it's been a
3: pleasure today. Hey, thanks very much. It's been great being here, and we've oh. only done three songs so, and um, I still didn't get to do my Monty. I don't. I'll crush you like a paper cup. <clears throat> thanks, man.
2: Make sure you check Rugby Pass for all the quarterfinals Super Rugby this weekend.